Welcome Facebook, YouTube. We have another edition of the Poetry Corner, but it's a Thursday, so you already know it's the highlight pop-up special. And here tonight we have Mr. Van Meadows, aka Poetic Meadows. And I'm just gonna pass it on to him and let him know, you know, let y'all know who he is. So yours, brother. Hey, good evening, good evening. Hey, King, first of all, let me uh, say thank you for having me. Um, it's an honor to be here. Um, as I just said, I'm Van Meadows, a.k.a. Poetic. I'm a uh, author, poet, uh, father, uh, station manager of Epiphany Radio Network. Um, I'm also a host on the network as well. Um, you know, I, I just got a lot, wear a lot of hats. I'm a, a, on a nonprofit. You know, I have my own businesses and I work a full-time job. So, yeah, so I'm 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 pretty I'm a pretty busy man, you can see. That's what's up. That's what's up. Well, first of all, I want to ask, how did you start off in poetry? Like, what what gave you that and say I want to do this? You know, what started me off writing poetry was uh, I was I was a, a, a young kid and um, I didn't feel like I had an outlet where I could just talk to people, you know. Um, I, I couldn't talk to my parents and I, you know, my grandmother, you know, I stayed with her, my brother, my sister, you know, I, we just, we just weren't, we just weren't connected. So I started writing, I opened up my, my, you know, my journal and I just started writing poetry. And, um, I've been writing ever since I was, you know, 13, 14 years old. Um, you know, cause poetry accepted me for who I am. It accepted everything that I had to throw at it. It uh, it encouraged me. It motivated me. It inspired me. And um, that's that's when I started writing poetry, man. At a very young age, when I was like fourteen. Okay, that's what's up. That's what's up. So <clears throat> let me ask you. So as you evolved writing poetry, you know, getting older and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Where did you think that it would take you to where you at right now? Like how? Wow. I mean, I, I I really I really didn't expect it to take me anywhere because these was just my thoughts. These were just my my feelings, my raw emotions um, that were inspired by you know tragic events, everyday life, uh, different muses, and um, eventually, as as I grew as a poet, I started writing more for me, you know, and it, and and for it to take me where I am now. Um, you know, I always knew that the sky was the limit. You know, I never, I never backed down from any type of challenge, um, especially when it came to my writing. You know, because I, I don't like to be isolated in a box. I'm an out the, outside the box thinker, so I write outside the box. And um, man, it's for it to open the doors that it has for me already. Uh, I never imagined that I would be a published author, uh, a poetry. I would be considered, you know. As, as one of the, the, the poets that you could always come to and ask questions, um, I just wanted to write, man, to be honest with you. I, I just wanted to just write out my, my emotions, my feelings, my thoughts, um, using some some metaphors and rhyme schemes. And you know what I'm saying? So I, I, I never imagined that I would be here, to be honest. So you said you got three books out, right? Right. Absolutely. I have three published books. Um, the Ebony Collection, Volume 1. The Ebony Collection, Volume 2, which is the alter ego, introducing you to Poetic. And Volume 3 is, uh, Ebony Collection, Volume 3 is Pain, Suffering, and Pulchritude. 
available on uh, Amazon, Books a Million, my publishing site, lulu.com, um, all available right now. So, so let me ask you, how was that feeling when you came out with your first book? Oh, man, listen. <laughs> there was no other feeling, man. The, the, the other greatest feeling that's greater than that was becoming a dad, right? Mm. So, so my, my, my first published book was like a, like a, a newborn baby to me. You know, I wanted to, to, to hold it, nurture it. You know, I didn't want too many people to touch it. You know what I'm saying? But it, it, it was just, it was just the greatest feeling, man, to say that, you know, I've accomplished something. I am a published author. Not many take the time to do that. Not many uh, aspire to do that. But I encourage anybody, if you, if, if, if you feel like you have a book in you, write it out get it out let the world let the world read you yeah i totally agree on that because i know how my feeling was i was just like yo i did it right i mean right. my daughter asked me about doing this so when, like i said when i first did it, it was just like yeah i just put a book out right like, right yeah. right like you said so i agree with that is that yeah that special feeling like, you know what i mean hey. so uh, and, and you know it's 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 crazy because the book was written several years before it got published. What? Yeah, um, I, I originally wrote it and I sent the manuscript off to a to a, a well known publishing company, and they they desperately wanted to publish my book. They they sent me you know offers to publish to you know, but they wanted to charge me to publish. And and I'm and I'm like, who 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 does that? Why are you charging me to publish my book? You should be paying me to publish my book. Thanks. So so I declined. And then a few years later, my ex-wife, she went on ahead and she uploaded the manuscript into the uh into the publishing site and had a copy sent to me and it was she was like, "Here, I I wanted to make sure that your art got out there." So she's actually the the reason for it being truly published. Cause I was, I was, I was holding on to it, man. I, I didn't want to release it, you know. Yeah, uh, that's what's up. <clears throat> like I said, one of the dopest feelings alive. So all y'all out there, get it popping. You know what I mean? If you feel it in your spirit, let it be known. The Ebony Collection. I mean, Fan Meadows Junior, right at your door. <laughs> so yeah, so I'm just gonna jump right into it. So. <laughs> You over there in the Epiphany world, so let the audience know how that whole thing began. <laughs> I mean, like, oh, how, man. how did you knock on the door? How did you get up in there? <laughs> you know, um, someone introduced me to uh, the Soul Twins on uh, the Damon Network. Um, it was a podcast, just like Epiphany, and um, I was invited to come out there and you know and share my poetry. And, you know, I was new. I was a little green. I was like, okay, all right, cool. I did it. And then I started going to all of the other shows because a lot of people don't know that there are, there were, there were many shows, poetry shows out there for everyone to, to come and share their art. And I became addicted. When I tell you I became addicted, man, I became addicted. Like, I had to be on these poetry shows, like, every night, every day of the week, every night. Plus, it kept my mind fresh. It kept me it kept me home. It kept me out of trouble. It just kept me wanting to always write. So, one night, I called uh, I called this network, 
Epiphany Radio. They had a show that comes on on Sundays called The Inspiration Factory. Um, I'm a Christian, so, you know, I write about any and everything. And this is a spiritual, you know, an inspirational show. So I went there one night and I spit, you know, and I stuck around and listened to the rest of the show. And then the second night that I came, um, the CEO had reached out to the host that was hosting the show at the time, Paul Sampson. He still hosts today. And he told him, he said, hey, he said, ask him to stay on with you to host the show. So he asked me, he said, hey, he said, you mind staying on hosting the show with me? I said, no, I don't mind. So I stayed on. And um, after we done that, after we ended that show, man, they called me right away. and was like, hey, man, we we like what you're doing. We like your vibe. We like your energy. We would like for you to be a co-host to the Inspiration Factory. Hey, man, I, I had always dreamed of being a radio host. I'm not going to lie to you. You know, I watched Waiting to Exhale and the dude that was a little radio disc jockey on that show, man. He made me want to be a radio show host. He made me want to do radio. So there was my opportunity. And, and man, man. And that was that was uh, almost five years ago. And um, and I'm still there, man. I, I still co-host the Inspiration Factory along with along with the uh, the get down. My co-host, you know, we host together, J-Rob, the wise son. And then I have my show on every other Saturday. Let's talk about it where we do date night differently. And then I also host a show called Romantic Sensual Saturdays, which is like a pop-up show. And it's uh, fitting that actually this Saturday will be Romantic Sensual Saturday. The, the, the vibe of that show is you come through, you spit your romantic sensual poetry. And, and then I play a, a song that fits your poetry. And, and we just vibe like that all night, man. So uh, that's how Epiphany happened. Um, you know, as far as me becoming a station manager, that happened within the last two years, two or three years. And um, amen. And I've been I've been loving it ever since, man. I, I love Epiphany Radio. That's my family. That's my tribe. We we, we rock together. Yeah, that's what's up. <clears throat> you definitely a dope station manager, man, and host and everything, man, you know. I appreciate, appreciate you, brother. You Thank going you. on, you know what I'm saying? Even when you came through on the poetry corner, even in the beginning, I was like, yo, that brother's dope. Oh, man, I, 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 I appreciate you. I was like, yo, I said, yeah, I, I fucks with him when I, you know what I mean? But, right, um, right. Yeah, man. So let me ask. So what is, let the audience out there know, like, the difference, like, when you, you're the host, co-host, or, like, how's that in the action, the engagement, the embodiment of it, like, no. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, the host of the show is the person that, that that really streamlines everything as the show is going on. Now, when you're a co-host, you got to jump in and, 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 and be spontaneous and follow the lead and just just be yourself. You know, um, it's OK to, to, to add a little extra to yourself. Sometimes you'd be funny. Sometimes you'd be serious. But as a co-host, you, you expect to be there to back up the host. You know, just like a co-pilot. A co-pilot backs up the pilot. You know, so if some if anything seems strange or out of the ordinary, the co-host can can jump right in with their quick wits, you know, to help make the show better. You know what I'm saying? As far as a host, man, I mean listen, hosting is a is a different animal because when you're hosting, it's like you're taking the poets, you are guiding the poets, you're you're making the space safe. For them to be able to spit for them to be able to to unload so your job as a host is extremely important 
because you are the the energy of the show and you represent the network and these people are following and coming to your show so that they can talk to you so that they can spit poetry so they can be heard so i mean that 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 energy has got to be amazing and when you got a co-host man man like you and queen simmons when y'all co-host together that energy is amazing monday nights y'all monday nights (laughs) king and queen's quarters with Yo, King Adderberg, Queen Simmons, <laughs> make sure y'all tune in. Hey man, I, I, I'm, I, even though this is about me, man, I, I am I am truly for the people, man. I'm definitely for the people. We 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 rock this together, you know. I, 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 I really, you know, I really some some of y'all don't know, but I really don't like talking about myself. <laughs> That's why I don't do a whole lot of features. I really don't like talking about myself. I mean, I don't, I don't, I, me personally, don't. I don't feel like that I'm that great. To, for me to talk about myself you know i like to let my work speak for itself and you know either you like me or you don't like me but i'm not going to hold that against you my work is my work you know you can't make everybody happy but if you can make if you can make one person happy if you can inspire one person then you've done your job so i live to inspire just one person one person that's what's up, bro. I appreciate hearing that. I'm, I'm sure the people out there in the poetry corner world and also on the Facebook world appreciate hearing all that knowledge. But <clears throat> this is a thing that I would like people to know too, like how you came to me like a recruiter for the <laughs> King and Queen's quarters. And I mean, I was just like, who, me? <laughs> like, I'm all right. You know what I mean? But, you know, I'm dope and fresh to death, but I'm cool. I'm just... Right, right, right. Hey, man, listen. It is the here's the thing. You already host your own show on Let's Talk Poetry Corner, right? You already host it. So I've been watching you for a while, right? I've been watching you for a minute, seeing how your energy is, seeing how you flow. And um, ladies and gentlemen, I just said to my brother, hey, look, I said, uh, what you think about hosting the show? On Epiphany. He was like, where? I said, yeah, yeah, I think you'd be a great addition to the family. You know, your poetry is dope. You're amazing. You know, and let's let's get you a co-host. And he already had somebody in mind. So we put them together. And and that's what you get on Monday nights, man. It's, it's man, King and Queen's quarters, man. And yeah, I, I do be like a recruiter. You know, <laughs> I, I will I will make sure that I, I you know, because it's 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 important to know that when you're letting someone host a show, when you're getting someone to host a show that their heart is truly in it. Because if your heart's not truly in it, then we can't get the best version of you. We can't, we, you can't give the poets, the audience, the best version of you. Because not only do you have to worry about the poets, but you also have to worry about the audience who's listening. Because you have to, you are in charge. For those two hours, that two hour segment where you hosting your show, you are in charge of the total dynamic of making sure the content is good, making sure the sound quality is good, making sure what the audience is going to hear is going to be good. And the poets, the poets are going to come through and do their job. They're going to do what they do because who, because why? Because they are so freaking dope. And they are artists. And I love every single one of the artists that come through Epiphany Radio Network, even the ones that don't. And they just listen, man. I love them all because I say it all the time. Without you, there is no Epiphany Radio. So you want to be heard? You want to spit your poetry? Come through. Hang out with us. Rock out with us. We're here seven days a week. 
And yeah, that's the recruiter in me. Yeah, don't forget to tell him your, your nickname. We call him Coach Meadows. Yeah, yeah, they call me Coach Meadows. Coach Meadows. He definitely, you know, saying Coach Meat and um, Queen Simmons do the whole thing. Man. So that's what I'm saying. What other brother to ask than this brother right here? You know what I'm saying? So uh, my next question is, how do you see the world of poetry in this day and age? Oh, man, listen, listen. In this day and age, I see the world of poetry as this this amazing ball of fire. I mean, because when you put a fire, you know, a fire is, is almost an unstoppable force, right? A fire will change things. And right now, present day, the poetry is off the chain. I'm talking about all genres is exploding right now. And it is just incredible. And I'm excited to be a part of it because man, some of these poets, man, are just amazing and they create fires. And I'm just like, man, look, look, look let me, let me, can I just put my match in there? Can I just let my match burn? True indeed, true indeed. That's what's up. Well, <clears throat> before we even get into the next question, how about you let the audience out there, the people in the chat, hear some of that dope, fresh poetry you got? Absolutely. All right. <clears throat> this piece is called The Mic. The muse, you. I only got one mic to verbally express some things I need to get off my chest. So here goes nothing. Let me start by saying you mean everything. I mean, I would walk around naked in your garden of Eden, reminding myself of the fruitful treasure I have. And even, even in those moments when I act like I don't care, that's when I truly care the most and it's not fair. That I don't tell you how much I adore your kisses, how much I feel your touches and it encourages my wishes that I can wake up to you every morning. My soul is full of life that you keep inspiring. I enjoy the way you look at me with confidence. It makes me want you and all your elegance like a cool glass of lemonade on a hot sunny day as your beauty wrecks my retrograde. You are my one true desire. You are that spark that adds to my fire. While my flames intensifies, your words and affirmations signifies one true element of love that burns deep. Even when I'm in that REM stage of my resting place, you make love to my dreams and leave every trace of your vibes that makes me yearn for you more. If I feel your love in the depths of my core, I'm in a sentimental mood. So even if I didn't have this one mic, it would be understood. You complete me. You make me so damn vulnerable when you're around. And my God, your sound, your sound when you speak, when you moan, even when you speak with your eyes, the way you love me makes my heart cry. But these are tears of joy, not sorrow, because I know tomorrow I can hope for another mic to share more of how I see you with you. And that's that piece. That's what's up, bro. That's what's up. Why don't you Thank let, you, bro. Why don't you let people in the chat know what inspired you to write that piece? You know. Oh man, listen. It was fire. Dope. Thank you, bro. Thank you, bro. Dope anyway, but we um. I don't know. So, I listened to Nas' song "One Mic," right? And I was like, huh. So I reached out to my brother J. Rock, the co-host of the Get Down, and I said, bro, I said let's use one mic. For a prompt 
And J-Rob was like, you know what? Yeah, let's do it. So One Mike by Nas inspired this particular piece of poetry. And because I love love, I love romance, it's my favorite genre to write in. That's what produced this. That's yo, that's that's so long facts, and that's dope right there. Well, here's, here's my next question: the diversity of poetry. Mm-hmm. Well, two for one special. How you feel about that on the spot writing? Oh man, I love on the spot writing. What kind of mindset do a person need to have to to acquire that gift to to be like an on the spot writer? King, what if I told you that everybody is an on-the-spot writer? What holds what holds them back is us. Us saying that we can't do it. Think about it. When you sit down to write a piece, aren't you writing that piece on the spot in that moment when you feel it? So you're writing it on the spot. The difference is, is when someone's asking you to write on the spot, now there's this pressure that's on you because the pressure is is well what if what if they don't like this what if it's not good enough forget that write for you and that way whatever you write on the spot becomes your masterpiece and your delivery of it makes them like it thanks because i remember one night i jumped on that monday night show Your boss took me by surprise when I he was like, okay, because I'm new. I'm, this is the first time because you know I'm working all the time. So I was like, right on the spot. I'm like, I'm a, yeah. I'm a quick writer anyway, <laughs> not the floss like that, but you know. But I was like, oh man, he's like, you, I forgot how many minutes or whatever he said about the music or something like that he played. And I was yeah, like, yeah, so yeah, it just triggered him. I said, like, yo, I said like, that's the boss right there talking to them and stuff. So I'm already in that zone, locked in. What was it about playing music or something like that? By the time the music, yeah. So, ends? so here, here, here's what here's what happens. That show is called the Neo Soul Cafe. Okay. And there's a segment called Pick Up Your Pen. That's what and it and during the Pick Up Your Pen segment, he will play a song, and you will only get either a lot of the song, either a little bit of the song, and you have to be finished writing your piece before the song goes off now here's a caveat he gives you these crazy phrases to write with and you're sitting there and you're like what am i supposed to do with this what what, what in the world is this How? i mean i you know example he talked about one of the pieces he talking about snot noses and picking boogers and couple of these other phrases and he would put all of these weird phrases together for us to write to on the spot so it really it definitely challenges your creativity but man when I tell you it helps you stretch your pen stretch your metaphors stretch your ability to be able to just write on the spot oh man yeah, because it, it threw me off. So I was like, this, I'm gonna have to do I'm gonna have to throw this into a combo joint. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. my mind just started yeah. tweaking. I'm just like, it was like, all right, I'm cool. So yeah. like, he's still yeah. talking. I'm just like this, like, I don't yeah. care. I know my shit is dope. You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't care what they say or whatever or not. I did a combo piece. <laughs> but um, exactly. but nah, but everybody exactly. was dope and flying this. So I got inspiration and 
you know, I just got motivated. But yo, right. y'all got a dope thing y'all got going on over there. You know what I mean? But um, that was my. I'm just letting the audience out there know in the chat. That was my first experience, like with that, like spare moments. Like, right? And I was like, huh? I thought I was yeah. just gonna be on this reciting something or whatever. But it was cool and it was dope. You know what I mean? So. So um, let me let me ask another question. Like, um, mm-hmm. what would be your advice to others out there that have self doubt? You know what I mean, like they like some certain content, certain subject matters. Like, oh, I can't write to that. I don't know if I can get busy on that. Like, I, I, I'm stuck. You know what I'm saying? I believe there is no being stuck. But why don't you explain to the um, audience out there? Let them know. Break it down, brother. Please. Absolutely, absolutely. I. I what we're referring to commonly known as writer's block right um i don't believe in writer's block i believe that we have the ability to tell ourselves that we cannot write which helps create the term called writer's block especially as a poet right it's either you want to write or you don't want to write i mean because when you think about poetry everything around you is poetry it's up to you to bring it to life whether it be whether it be a cup of coffee whether it be an ink pen whether it be your glasses you have the ability to take these objects take these things everything everything that exists around you and make something beautiful so when we when we tell ourselves that nah we can't write we make a personal choice that we don't want to write and i'll tell you i'll tell you quick think about some of the one of one of the things that 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 I write from a place of a lot is a place of pain, right? We all have some type of pain that we have gone through, whether it be emotional, physical, mental, verbal. We have some type of pain, and I will tell you, pain will produce some of your greatest works. Now think about that pain and look around where you're sitting and just find something to write about. And then add in that pain And watch it what happens You might be writing for hours And not even realize it But you were blocked right So that's the that's the importance of, of Realizing the difference between Well I got true writer's block Or or I'm telling myself that I can't write Because I promise you I promise you If you're a writer, if you're a poet you can always write. There's so many genres to write in. There's so many things. I mean, <clears throat> you know, Mr. Metaphoria, David Mott, he has this amazing thing that he tells people to do when they when they say that they experience a writer's block, right? He tells them, just get a piece of paper and just start dumping everything that's in here out on that paper and then go back and shape it later. There's always a different technique to doing things on that. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Whether it's a cadence or flow or just the thing about here's another thing. Mm -hmm. I would like for you to explain to people about when you write a piece, how you can change the flow, you know, the cadences up to match whatever vibe that's out there. You know what I mean? It could be written one way and then you could just switch it up. Yeah. Okay. So, <clears throat> usually, when I when I write a piece, I never read it until it's time I'm going to deliver it, right? 
So I could deliver it one way, which is the, the way that I felt it when I wrote it in the purest and the rawest of emotions. But if I recite it again, that gives me the opportunity to change up the cadences, change up the breathing patterns, emphasize in certain areas of the poem. It's all about you as, a, as an individual and what you like. And, and when you're performing live, oh man, there's so much that you can do when you're performing live because the audience doesn't know you or your piece yet. So, you know, and women, let me tell you, women are some of the greatest live poetry performers that, that, who, that walk the face of God's green earth. Because they can do things with their voice, with their eyes, with their bodies, with their with their sounds. And and man, listen, we can do it. But we as men, we, we kind of fall back a little bit because we don't want to be looked at like we kind of a little different. But 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 it's, it's a great yeah. thing that you can do, man. You can you can do so much like you can say a poem so many different ways. And there's one of my pieces that I do. I perform many times because it's, a, it's like a favorite piece of mine. It's called Don't Push Me. And each time you hear that piece, it gets more and more aggressive because we, we're still being killed right. in society. Black men are still being hunted, still being murdered, whether it be by the police, whether it be by our own kind. Mm -hmm. We're still being murdered. So that piece gets more and more aggressive each time. I mean, I, I don't know if it'll ever not be aggressive because... Um, you know, climate is what it is. Well, brother, I, I have a suggestion. I have a request too. I'm pretty sure the people in the chat, why don't you spit that piece for us? Oh man! <laughs> All right. Hey, it's been great having you on the show tonight, man. Appreciate your time and everything. Hey man, I'm honored to be here, man. I'm, I'm gonna tell you, man. It's um, you know, I, I didn't know what to expect. I knew you was gonna put me on the spot. <laughs> you know how I do. <laughs> but um, <clears throat> but here it is. Okay. Don't push me. I ain't a killer, but don't push me. Is that what you said before you unloaded your clip into me? Maybe it was the way you wrapped your arms around my neck But when I said I couldn't breathe, you said check Another dead nigga, see? I ain't a killer, but don't push me When I was squeezing the last little bit of life out of you You was a big fella, minding your own business Even when I'm buying some iced tea and Skittles I'm tired of you getting away with murder Prosecutors sitting on cases while bodies keep getting colder No justice for the injustice, pushing up daisies No if, ands, or maybes you became the executioner, violating my civil rights again, you the accuser. Can you even tell me what I did? No sweat, homie. They not getting off the grid. I see you. Shoot to kill. Train and taught you this and still. Still at close point blank range, I'm not a threat. I'm on the ground, subdued, yet I'm not a killer. But don't push me. I'm angry. Black and in disbelief that you go on unpunished while my life is finished. The ancient ones that came before me told me in my dreams that they would become reality. And here we are fighting for our survival in the land of the free. Free for who? Because everyone that looks like me sees it too. Our rights are disrespected. Our rights are violated. Where's the threat? I could name a number of white suspects that killed and slaughtered. Yet here they are standing trial to be remembered. I ain't a killer, but don't push me. 
Tupac was right all along. We still believe. Believe that you, partner, with a badge, think that you are above the law even when you're on edge. Unless it's a black cop that kills a white woman. Then the segregation begins again. So much for the code of the black and blue. Yet you cry blue lives matter too. When will you wake that, yes, all lives matter, but y'all killing the black lives that do matter. They matter to the families you took them from, the communities that needed them. Oh, you eating a family dinner? You still have a future, but we're looked upon as a loser. I ain't a killer, but don't push me. See, you sparked the movement unto the hottest degree. So hot that we will unite. Unite to fight your racial disparities while you continue to act according to the Republican Party's agenda of extinction of the black race. Not in this time and space. Drugs and hate of self couldn't wipe us out. Now you use the ability to hide behind the law, no doubt, to appease your itchy trigger fingers. See, I'm not a killer, but don't push me. And that's that piece. Ooh. Gotta give a round of applause on that one. That was deep, dope, and fly. Delivery and everything, brother. Thank you, Appreciate brother. having that piece be displayed to the world. You know Thank you, I mean? brother. Appreciate it. So, oh, you're welcome. Many times. So, um, let me ask a question too. Uh, what is the expectancy of the epiphany? Like, where do you see it going? What do you want for it? Like, man, I know it's a big family. I'm part of your family too. But what is your expectancy? My expectancy of epiphany, man, is um, for us to become bigger than what we are. Yeah, we're on seven days a week, every night of the week, but um, there's so much more out there for us to do. You know, we, we talk about touching lives. We're talking about healing. You know, we're talking about being poetic voices for the communities. By the time we're done, man, epiphany will be recognized as one of the conglomerates in the poetry universe. Because we're all about love and making sure that everyone's voice is heard. You come to Epiphany, we want to hear you. The world wants to hear you. We, we, we don't just get played in the USA. We're played globally on many platforms. So when you come to Epiphany Radio to spit, you're being heard around the globe. Let me tell you, in one day, back in May, Epiphany Radio had 313 downloads in iTunes Radio. Mm. One day. I want that to happen every day. That's what's up, bro. That's what I'm talking about. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to to bring PC to a whole different world. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Multicultural. Absolutely. Doesn't matter, matter, man. Sky's the limit. Sky's the limit. So let me ask you another question too, while we right there. What was it like with your first experience on the poetry corner? I mean, like, oh man, listen, listen, listen. That was the first time that I ever did live poetry through video. Oh yeah, that was the first time, and um, it it, it was it was humbling, you know, because because I felt like I was amongst the greats. Everybody that's there, you know, everybody is great in their own right. You know, um, I'm, I'm always inspired by other poets. And for me, for me, that energy was amazing. And I'm going to tell you, I felt like that we was we was the BET of the poetry <laughs> world at that moment. And you know how BET Awards had those ciphers? 
Yeah. Bruh, that's exactly what I felt. I felt like we was in this round robin cipher and we was all going in and just I was like, oh, I was like, yeah. I was like, man, it, it was incredible, man. It was amazing. That's peace, man. That's what's up on that. Yeah, it was it's always great having you on the show. You know what I mean? You always bring that certain energy with you. And you know, well loved out here in the community, man. You know what I mean? So oh, man, I love everybody. That's back. why you know what I'm saying, you ain't your sidekick, you know what I mean? <laughs> always, always, you know, saying like Batman and Robin and whatnot. You know yes, what sir. Mean? Yes, sir. Word and whatnot. So, hey, man, like I said, um, if you have time, I would, I would like for you to spit another piece. And I'll spit one right after you, man. I know how your time is and everything like that. So, absolutely. Um, <clears throat> this piece right here is a, is a, you know, I'm gonna tell y'all something, man. The get down with J. Rob the Wise Son produces a lot of powerful poetic pieces um if y'all haven't tuned in you know you can tune in tonight immediately after this show you can tune in 9 p.m epiphany radio and um you can hear some some more of the dope poetry but this this piece that i'm about to spit we did a show writing wedding vow poetry so this is where this piece comes from it's called uh then came you Somewhere between life and eternity Is where I want to exist with you Privately and publicly See I have never felt a love like this And I would never want to miss Out on an opportunity to be loved The way you love me From this day forward in front of God Family and friends can we Can we make the ultimate commitment to each other In this chapel with God forever Never leaving the sanctuary Of our love Dedicating each breath of I love you To the heavens above so the return on investment of our pure love can be unparalleled and felt in the universe by all as we see the look in our eyes transcend love and light. I never want to imagine a life without you as my missus right. Every time I think of heaven on earth, your imagery appears and as I value you and your worth, there's a level of loyalty in your eyes that brings a smile to my heart. So please let me be the first to start. Removing any doubt about whether I want you or need you because you make everything in my world right, even when things go wrong because you are my effect. Sending rippling waves of happiness every time we connect. So this day, I'm honored to be yours forever and I'm overjoyed that you want to be mine as your love cures my heart that's been shattered into brokenness. So many times I thought I was a mess, but then came you, then came you and that's that piece all right brother all right q a man what who who well, i ain't gonna say who what inspired you to write that piece man <laughs> man i've been i've been i've been married and, and divorced twice so if i have the opportunity again and i and i, I promise you i'm fighting it tooth and nail but if i have the opportunity again this is how I feel. This 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 is how I would want my wife to be to feel so that she knows that my love for her is genuine. And like I said, I love romance and I love love. So this is the kind of piece that I, that I would want her to know. You're about to be Mrs. Right. I know that's right, bro. That's how you do it. That's how you do it out here, you know what I mean? Well, <clears throat> before I go into my piece, man, I just want to say 
you know, the dynamic duo, you and your sidekick, y'all always inspired me to stretch my pen, even from when y'all first came on. You know what I'm saying? I feel like my elevation has become top tier right now. Absolutely. So Absolutely. I give a salute to you and J-Rob, you know what I mean? Thank for, you, good brother. For making King, you know what I'm saying, top tier where he at right now. You know what I'm saying? That's what's and, up. And look, I ain't trying to sound like that, but yeah, I can say that shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> Absolutely. I'm doping. I'm doping. Fly. And I'm lit. Absolutely, you know I mean? man. Listen, listen, listen. I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you something. I'm gonna tell you something. You had better be your number one fan. You yes. got to be your number one fan because only you are gonna believe in you the way you right. need to be believed in. Period. You know, coming from that world of MCing back in the day, that's why I said y'all brothers inspired me. I'm like, yo, these these brothers, they. The cadence, the flow, the wordplay when I'm, I was like, I'm like, you know, and people out there, there's a difference between biting somebody's style and being inspired by somebody, okay? You know right, what I mean? Right, Kane right. got his Absolutely. own style. But I'm just like, the motivation, the compassion, how y'all just, so it helped me just say, you know what? Don't hold back no more. Just release it all out. Yes, sir. Everything yes, sir. ain't for everybody. And I just, I just became better over time. You know what I mean? And yes, I just like, I was like, that Epiphany family, they be rocking. Even the even the ladies, the divas and whatnot. You know what I mean? Oh like, man, yo. they they get it in. Shout out <laughs> yeah. to the divas of Epiphany. You know, they too, be going in. Yeah. So so you know, um, I'm also a fan, man. You know, say I'm a people might not know it, but I'm a fan of people's poetry. You know, yes, I just sir. like, mm. okay, yeah. okay, yeah. Oh, so you opened up that door within yourself, okay? Yeah, I'm gonna yeah. do that too. You know what I mean? And see where take me. Everybody's different. You know what I mean? But um, mm-hmm. brother. I'm gonna get into this because I know you got things to do tonight. Yes, sir. So um Rock this out, piece, King, rock out. This piece I titled Hill on the Hill. Peep any message that's concealed. I'm embodied with God's shield. Visualization is real, even if it's still revealed. Believe me when I tell you I can read in and out of pictures. Correspondence caught outside of triggers and figures. Only light source that saved me is a lantern of life, maybe. Watch out for the crawlers of nightlife, demeanor shaky. Create a meme that's supreme and nocturnal for the fiends. Oblivious to means adaptable scenes on cold screens. Examine the unexplained, face your rain from old terrain. All roads closed travel back from which you came. Moments missed is the gift. If one is tricked, given a hitch. Hand reach the lift while things drift into abyss. Caught in the riptide, the landslide is real. Hoping the dreams don't switch. Trouble invading many souls, struggling to move and exist. King. And I'm gonna and I'm gonna tell people a little secret. I don't usually let my cat out the bag. I read that poem in reverse, from bottom to top, which was written from top to bottom. Bro, fire! <laughs> little fire. trick, tri- little trick I learned. But hey, fire. brother, poetic. Um, just stay on. I want to tell the world out there in the poetry corner world, YouTube, Facebook. Thank you for joining in tonight. We had a great time, me and Mr. Van Meadows, aka Poetic. So, uh, so we see you again. Peace, love, and poetry. One we love, out. one mic. Thank you for having me. All right, now. Mm-hmm. 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 Mm-hmm.